Hello, I'm Constitutional Attorney Katherine Henry. Welcome to the Constitution segment recap of this week's uh, Restore Freedom Weekly episode, season two, episode eight. This is just a Constitution segment recap video and at only 10 minutes, we obviously can't cover everything that we did in the full video. So please check out that full video, which the link for which is in uh, the slideshow for uh, today, which the link for that is in the description of today's segment. All right, so this week we talked about a real life example of fighting unconstitutional in, uh, ordinance enforcement. And there were a series of topics that we were covering with, of course, our two special guests we have this week. First, municipalities can regulate their residents as they see fit, right? Uh, wrong. We've allowed ourselves to be trained into thinking that we have to prove that we have permission before we take any kind of action and to allow government to do whatever it wants to do unless we bear the burden of proving that it does not have the authority to take that particular action. But that's really the wrong way of looking at it all. I don't have to sit by idly and allow blatant overreaching in terms of municipal regulation or whatever until I can prove to just the right person through just the right procedure exactly how the government doesn't have the authority to do the overreaching. Why? Well, let's look at this. We get our rights from God, not the government. Our rights are to be exercised unabridged, uninfringed, unviolated, undenied, undeprived, unabused, and unusurped. And at the very least, this means that I get to utilize my God-given liberties without first seeking permission from any government entity. It is only if in my exercise of my rights that I begin impeding the exercise of somebody else's rights that the government gets to step in. But the government doesn't have the right to simply step in whenever and however it sees fit. Why? Because the government has no rights. That's correct. Not even states' rights exist. We the people created our constitution and our very form of government. And government only has the powers which we specifically delegate to it. The US constitution of course is always the supreme law of the land. This means government cannot act unless there is a specific power granted to it by the constitution and government is prohibited from doing anything that violates the US or state constitutions. Are liberty infringements that are found in state law or municipal code justifiable on the basis of public health, safety, or welfare? No, you just need to look at the language of the constitutions themselves to see that that justification isn't there. And then what about the language of our Florida state constitution? The fact that it was established because we, the people of the state of Florida, were grateful to almighty God for our constitutional liberty. Now, we wanted to secure the benefits of that liberty. If we wanted to create a form, structure, and set of definitions for governmental power to ensure our public safety, uh, our public health, and general welfare, we would have done that, but we didn't. But what is included right there in Article 6 of the U.S. Constitution is the oath of all government officials to defend the U.S. Constitution. So you have the law, you have the Constitution on your side. You're guaranteed to win if you have the law on your side, right? Wrong. Many of you now know about my Allegan County case from Election Day 2020 where uh, I was illegally arrested and facing a criminal misdemeanor with possible jail time, fines, and implications for my law license. And I filed a motion to dismiss right away, showing all of the gross 
miscarriages of justice and what had happened to that point. And uh, the court didn't care. The court didn't follow any of the law, the constitution, the court rules, threw it all out the window. And I went through one hellish procedure after another in that case for almost two years with countless hearings and whatnot. Um, of course, a civil suit is coming, but uh, nonetheless, it's hurdles that I had to jump through when I had the law clearly on my side the entire time. Ormond Beach, the thing, the situation that we're dealing with right now, the, the, the crux of uh, this week's episode, uh, municipal code supposed violation with fines, removal of our fence, our pavers, thousands of pavers that we have laid down, and our two storage or shipping containers that we have, plus uh, with an order from the magistrate giving immunity to the city for any damages caused because of their removal of our property and giving us the bill for removing our property. Isn't that special? We have the law and the facts clearly on our side, but you're never guaranteed a win. Now, discussing municipal violation hearing logistics, uh, I'm going to jump to uh, the true or false question of the week we had this week. Of course, a reminder, you can always participate on Telegram or YouTube. We are no longer uh, doing the true or false question um, on the other platforms, but uh, we had a lot more engagement on these two, so we're going to keep doing it there. This week, of course, on Tuesday, between 10 a.m. and 10 p.m., of course, is when you can do these, but we asked municipalities provide you all the basic info you need to know in order to defend yourself when they are pursuing ordinance enforcement actions against you, true or false. The answer, of course, was false. Although U.S. and state constitutions clearly require due process of law before any life, liberty, or property is taken away, virtually all municipalities fail to provide respondents with adequate information about the process when enforcing municipal codes or their laws. This includes, for example, information on how the public can have access to the hearing, uh, what the municipality's burden of proof is, how to file a response before the hearing, what rules of procedure apply during the hearing, whether respondents, that would be you, may receive a copy of video or audio recordings of the hearing, what steps one must take to appeal a decision made at a code enforcement hearing. Now, we also talked about watching hearing footage. Uh, we had five camera angles. Uh, it was a full three and a half hour footage uh, that will be coming from those five camera angles and several smaller segment videos focusing on various aspects that will also be coming. But right now, if you go over to YouTube, there's a video, I wonder, does the legislature know their laws are without merit on motions to dismiss? That video was not created by me, but in fact created by one of the First Amendment auditors and citizen journalists that were there that day and who was a a special guest on the episode this week. The link for that video is right there, but I also embedded that particular video right in the slideshow so you can check it out without ever having to click over. All right, so uh, checking out legal documents. That was another thing that we wanted to do and we didn't have a chance to go into details about it in the episode, but if you click the link that's right here on this page of the slideshow, you'll be able to see the legal documents that I submitted, my response to this garbage with the city. And um, it's all one PDF, but these are just three pages of some examples. We've talked about um, my summary that I was putting together for them that clearly lays out the legal arguments. This right here, the second image shown is the um, 
first page of the document, I actually served them back in November on election day 2022. And then the third page here is the start of the um, chart or graph or whatever we want to call that spreadsheet showing the eight hundred and ten other violations for these same parts of the code that are found in just a quarter mile radius of my house equal protection anyone all right so understanding if and how you can appeal can you appeal well bottom line the answer is yes now the procedures may vary from state to state or or even um, county to county or city to city but you need to know you have the right to appeal in any state now in florida you start the procedure at a code enforcement board or a special magistrate hearing uh, in michigan code violation hearings are in the district court now both in florida and in michigan you actually file your appeal directly to the circuit court and it's a short time frame to appeal. I don't remember off the top of my head what Michigan's is, but Florida is only 30 days. So our special freedom fighting guests that we had with us this week were the Liberty cause or Mr. Liberty as I called him. And this is a public service or as he is affectionately called Foshin. Um, the links for their channels are here in the slideshow as well those were our week's special guests i ask that you go check out their pages and all the work that they are doing individually in their own fight for freedom i'm just lucky enough that although one of them has actually been following my freedom fight for years now and the other one is new to me and i new to him all three of us actually live in the same county which is phenomenal and i'm sure that god put us together for a reason so um apparently i um forgot to skip a slide. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, make sure that you um, go check out the full episode from Tuesday. Check out the Way to Get Involved Challenge from yesterday. And of course, tomorrow's Freedom Fighting Tools for Friday. Thanks so much, everyone. Have a great day. Make sure to like, follow, subscribe, and share. Restore freedom.